I'm Chad. Brand, I want to play a game. Hey everyone, this is Mark from the Lantern Cast, and we're going to be, we as in me, we're going to be talking about Saw, or in, more in particular, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which I finally had the opportunity to see last week, since I didn't get, won't get into the details, but it wasn't really viable for me to see it the weekend it came out. So here we are. Make, this is going to be surprising from the perspective of when Chad and I usually do mo- movie reviews to begin with, it's always spoiler-filled. And this is not going to be spoiler-filled. I'm not going to be going into any details about the plot of this movie that weren't already in the trailer. So I'm not going to talk about who the killer is. I'm not going to talk about talk about you know the let's say the 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 logic of that or characters in particular. We're really not going to do that in this recording. We're going to mostly talk about the basic plot of the movie, how I my my review of it, what I thought of it, how it fits into Saw overall and. And that, that's basically what it's going to be. So there will be spoilers from the perspective of I may address events that happen in other Saw movies, but there won't be anything true spoilery about this movie, about Spiral. Pretty much everything, and arguably that was a mistake from a marketing perspective, but most of the stuff, the bare basics of the plot you could get from the trailer in this for Spiral. Or the trailers from Spiral. So let's talk, the base, so the basic plot is this does take place in the Saw universe. There's no doubt about that. So it's not a it's not a remake. It's not a hard reboot. Everything that happened in all the Saw proper movies, one through final chapter, happened. We assume everything that happened in Jigsaw also happened. They're not addressed or re- referenced in this movie. But then again, we don't know how. We don't know where things were left after that movie and what people know and what people don't know. But either way, the events of all the Saw movies took place. John Kramer took place. So somewhere in our current co- timeline, in our current you know con- continuity, that's a copycat has started, following in John Kramer's vein, if you will. With the big difference being in this movie that all the targets of these the spiral killer, uh, that these target of the spiral killer, is all cops. All cops are exclusively all the targets, which I should address because there's a there's a quote that was in one of the trailers. That I, in some of the early reviews I saw, some people were trying to nitpick and rip this quote apart and try to point, be, play gotcha, I suppose. And like, oh, here we go again. Uh, continuity error. People don't know their own stuff. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't know. I mean, it's kind of human nature to do that to a certain extent at times, to, to try, whether it's to feel better about ourselves or just to try to, I don't know, to jump, to be judgmental. But the quote that John Kramer didn't target cops, that's the quote that was ripped into. And technically, that quote is 100% accurate. That quote does not... It's like talking about a serial killer and saying, the serial killer didn't target blondes. They didn't mean nobody that he killed was a blonde. It meant that wasn't a prerequisite to be a victim. You didn't have to be a blonde. So in saying John Kramer didn't target cops, that does not mean, or does not have amnesia referring to like Eric Matthews and Rigg and, and even the FBI agents like Strom and other people that all came under John Kramer's uh, watch and or Hoffman's watch it just meant that that was not a prerequisite for you to be targeted by Jigsaw you didn't have to be a cop so that quote by Chris Rock's character Zeke is absolutely 100% accurate but it bothered me that some people kind of ripped into that so regarding Jigsaw copycats of course they follow the basic pattern of using some of the things we expect to do in different variations not quite the same way certainly not the same look 
but as far as the new Spiral Killer does use a puppet, it's not Billy the puppet. It's more like a pig marionette, though, which also has multiple. It has multiple uses, but it has multiple meanings in this movie as well. He still uses a uses a pig mask, which again he's dealing with hunting police, so that makes sense that you would continue that from the usual saw saw proper, if you will. And there's also the video, you know, the audio tapes and everything with and videotapes. Even though the voice is really a questionable decision to make it much more that's not necessarily cartoony, but obviously much more like mechanical or digital and it just sounds it's so higher pitched that it's much more it's very it's a striking contrast to John Kramer. So I think that's may that might be an area where it's questionable changing it for that purpose. I'm not sure about. So yes, so the basic plot, cops being targeted, you find out why they're being targeted, you find out who is doing it, and how it ties into, to a certain extent, Chris Rock's character and his backstory, but that's pretty much your bare bones plot. The traps and the, before I go into the traps, my overall view, I thought the movie was pretty good, considering it's not a proper Saw movie and and not a proper Saw sequel which there's certain elements that I think fit into a, a Saw movie, and this one has a major, there's a major component missing. Though at least they did have the theme at the end, which I'll come back. They did have the the Saw theme, the Hello Zep theme. They did have that at the end, which was critical, I thought. If they didn't have that in, that would have been a huge miss. You know, you swing and a miss. You need to have that in. It's like having a Halloween movie and not having a Halloween theme. You know, that's some bare bones expectation in that. So they did give you that. But overall, before I go into you know details about like what, how I think it compares as a Saw movie, you know, to what makes a Saw movie, in my opinion, I thought it worked. I thought Chris Rock was pretty good in in this in this movie. He and Samuel L. Jackson, his father and son, have a good relationship in this movie. The question about what's going on and you know who's doing it, it's hard to judge how easy it is to figure out because I had I had read spoiler reviews and videos so I already knew who the killer was going in so what you try to do in circumstances like that is you try to take yourself out of it as much as you can to see if if the clues are there for you to connect the dots to figure out who it is I know many people have said that yes it may be too blatantly obvious who it is so it's it's hard I I have to like take the fifth plead the fifth on that that I can't really fairly judge whether I thought the, the payoff would have been surprising if I hadn't already known. But based on why the killer is doing what he or she is doing, I think it does make sense. The traps are the traps are much more... I mean, they're elaborate on one level on what they're doing to people, but they do seem more rudimentary. They don't seem as advanced as John Kramer's traps were, which would make sense because one of the critical issues for me in Saw movies is you need an explanation for what, why people are... how they can do what they're doing with these traps. John Kramer is an engineer was an engineer. Him doing what he did made sense, and even he started out small and got more elaborate. Characters like Hoffman and, to a lesser extent, Logan and Jigsaw and the killer in this movie, without them having any kind of mechanical or or engineering background that we know of, it is kind of hard to, to think that people could make these traps so easily. You need to have some kind of mechanical or engineering background to be able to do these things so, so well. Uh... I will say, at least in this movie, the traps are—I think the traps, how they play, are much very are much more similar to John Kramer's traps. That there are real choices to be made, and even if sometimes a choice is for another person, that you have a choice to save the person in the trap, and what what you have to do in order to save them. On that level, I think it did feel like a Saw movie. 
for me, what makes a Saw movie a Saw movie or what appeals to people about Saw movies. You have the traps themselves, the, you know, the elaborate traps, what they do to people, the th- how they make you feel seeing people in those traps. Some people like the gore and the blood and, and you know, the grisly aspect of it, and that's fine if you do. There's a certain moral ambiguity and questions that, are, that get raised in the Saw movies either by John Kramer or people in the traps or why they get targeted, that are they raise some interesting questions. Some, sometimes it's like more of a societal uh, assessment or questioning, like with health, like with the healthcare in, in Saw 6, with the health insurance company and, and the executive and everything else being, being targeted by John Kramer. But sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's more personal and sometimes it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray area and the question of what you would do to stay alive and quality of life obviously factors into that this if anything with this movie there's a, there's a bunch of traps there seriously even if you lived your quality of life would be so ridiculous that maybe you wouldn't want to live so sometimes it's a little more straightforward like at least in like the original movie you know carrie always cutting off his cutting off his foot if you didn't bleed out you knew you could survive that and you still could probably have a decent life that wasn't i mean a hand would have been worse for him because he was a surgeon, which in, you could make a case that would have been a more interesting challenge or debate for him. But nonetheless, sometimes I thought the traps in this movie were a little too heavy on the the, dis, the dismemberment or, or disfiguring aspect. But it, we have seen that in Saw traps and in different movies before. When I'm talking about moral ambiguity in Saw, it isn't just a matter of whether the people who are put into the traps necessarily deserve it or the people who have the option of being saved by people who are really being tested. It also actually comes back down to John Kramer himself and his moral ambiguity because he may have been right or certainly believed he was right about a lot of things that he did. He was also very, very wrong about a bunch of things. He was wrong about the fact that anybody who survived one of his traps was instantaneously rehabilitated, as he claimed, because he thought Amanda was rehabilitated and Amanda was worthy of carrying on his work. And obviously Amanda was still very, very flawed. You know, a lost, damaged soul that never really got any better. He was wrong about Hoffman, not just thinking Hoffman could potentially succeed him, but when they first had their confrontation in Saw 5 after Hoffman makes the fake trap, that supposed to be Jigsaw's work, but of course John Kramer knows it wasn't one of his traps, that when he reveals who he is to Hoffman and says, well, you can turn me in, but I know everything you've done and all that information will go public, so you have your choice. And Hoffman makes the point of saying, well, I, you know, I could, I could just kill you, and who would they believe, you or me? And it's like, well, but you're not a true killer. That's your dilemma. And obviously, shortly thereafter, you can make a case of not already at that point Hoffman was a true killer because Hoffman killed a lot of people in cold blood and created traps that were unwinnable for people. So the moral ambiguity is an ongoing theme about or in the Saw series, I would say. So that does rear its head and it is one of those constant things that may draw people into the series overall. But the one thing this movie, I think, fails at is the what makes a Saw movie a Saw movie is the connective tissue. Yes, you have the reveal at the end where you see where you kind of flash back to a lot of things that you saw earlier, but now you have the context and what they really mean and what event led happened in what order and got you to point A to point B. They do have that and like I mentioned, they do have the saw theme when at the end when a lot of this is going on, which was important, but as if you but if you go into this movie looking if it's critical that this ties into previous Saw movies, that if you're looking for some connective tissue, which ties this to 
John Kramer himself or somebody that we've seen before in previous Saw movies, if you're looking for that, and that's critical for you to enjoy Saw, as in that's one of the things that you enjoyed about the previous movies, then that's lacking in this movie. For now, anyway. As far as this offshoot, this uh, this spiral like spin-off, if you will, from Saw, right now there is no connective tissue other than the fact that this this killer believes that John Kramer was right in what he was doing. And he's, in, in his own way, he's carrying on the John Kramer tradition. But there are no ties as of yet, and that's critical. There are no direct ties yet to anybody we've seen before. And, and any trap that we've seen before or anything like that. Now, that does not mean that there will not be. Because there is a, certainly there is a plan right now for a proper Saw sequel. That's in development now. We don't know if there'll be a Spiral 2. There very easily could be. I'd say there probably is likely to be a, a, a Spiral sequel. Did it, it didn't have a great opening weekend financially, box office-wise, even by COVID standards. But horror movies are ridiculously cheap to make, even when they look good. And this one does have a high, has a high production value in this movie that some of the other Saw, as some people pointed out, some of the later Saw movies looked really, really cheap. Like Saw, like Final Chapter, other than the money spent on 3D, that the, that the movie itself kind of looks cheap, almost like a direct, arguably like a direct-to-DVD, direct-to-video movie. This one definitely looks like a bigger budget movie. But horror movies are notoriously dirt cheap to make. So you don't need to make a lot of money to have a return on your investment and to turn a profit. So despite the fact that it underachieved in its opening weekend, it looks like it had has a good hold in its second week, dropping close to 50%, which is always good, especially for a horror movie. I mean, so it's good for anything. You never want to drop more than that. Let's put it that way. But the fact that it might drop 48 to 50% and it didn't have a great opening weekend, that's, it, it'll probably do okay. It'll, it'll probably end up doing okay. So I don't think financially that would be the reason why I wouldn't get a sequel. But they are doing a proper Saw sequel in theory next. So there could be another, there could be a spiral sequel. And I would suspect that if these things go on long enough, they would probably be, they would tie together. Because if there's one or more killers still going on, and we know there's one after Jigsaw, we don't know if, be, if there are more. I don't count Dr. Gordon as a, is a as a disciple on that level because he as far as we know dr gordon didn't put any you know didn't create traps or anything on his own he just helped john kramer get people to put into traps and did the surgical work needed so while he is a factor i don't consider him necessarily a true jigsaw apprentice but we know logan is an apprentice he's alive we don't know if there's others or other people that are tied in can be tied in from the original movies but you would think if someone's going around doing killings and quote-unquote John Kramer's name, even if it's indirectly, that would bring yourself to the attention of the per, uh, a person or more who think they are the actual true successors to John Kramer. And if you're going to carry on their, his work, then you probably need to be tested too, that concept. So I would not be, if, I would not be stunned at all, and I would kind of be disappointed that there won't be some connective tissue eventually between the two. Saw proper and spiral, even if that connective tissue is just, you know, the spiral killer becoming under the falling under the eye of the actual last surviving tie to John Kramer, that killer. If there is only one, like I said, could be multiples. But I would suspect there'll be a crossover. There'll be a crossover at some point. Interesting to know this movie was directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, who directed Saws two through four. And he made some and he one of it, he made a quote about the idea that 
the odds are that there's a lot that they could do with this universe. And I don't mean the, the kind of like, like almost like the MCU kind of like planning concept to this, because not everything needs that elaborate connective tissue. But I thought it was interesting, not surprisingly, that he made it sound like, or he, he didn't make it sound like he said that. We probably haven't seen the last of Tobin Bell. We probably haven't seen the, lo- the last of Hoffman, which of course doesn't mean that Hoffman's alive. It just means that they could be flashbacks to tie you into different characters and different events. Because Hoffman, as I referenced earlier, he's another guy that, when you think about it, it just cries out that there was, a, there was somebody else helping him. Because he builds that elaborate trap in Saw 5 that puts him on the radar while John Kramer comes and finds him. There's that pendulum trap to kill the killer of his sister, to crush his hands, and then the pendulum comes down and cuts him in half. I know he's a cop, so he could probably find an, a building that's abandoned that he would know he could do, build something in. Without, how, there's nothing we saw about Hoffman to indicate that he had that kind of knowledge to start with. We know John Kramer was teaching him things, but that was pretty elaborate. So maybe there was somebody helping Hoffman, even if it was just on a basic level. So Hoffman's probably dead. Makes sense that he's dead. We don't really know that he's dead yet. We haven't revisited that bathroom to see him chained and see that he's still chained like we eventually saw, I think, Adam's body, that we know he was still, that he died in that bathroom. And eventually we saw how he died in a different movie, but I mean... The fact is that you didn't find the corpse chained where you left last saw it to say, oh yeah, he's he's gone. So the idea that we're gonna that in d- different movies we'll see you know Tobin Bell again as John Kramer or Hoffman or even the, you know the characters in Spiral again. It to me it makes sense. I do like Saw. I've been binge binge watching Saw, and I do think that considering I would say I would think Sp- I would say Spiral's worth checking out if you're a fan of the basic things like I went through of what makes a Saw movie a Saw movie but if that connective tissue is really important when you get like the last five minutes of the of and not just seeing everything how the events in that movie played out but how it ties into things you've seen before in previous movies and in later Saw movies obviously they did the uh you saw a lot of flashbacks because they needed a way to have Tobin Bell in the movie so they had to do flashbacks so during the course of the of like Saws 4, 5, and 6, you saw kind of like a parallax or Green Lantern tie-in for the episode that you saw things from a different perspective. That you got to see, oh, this is how they set up the, the, the traps for Saw 2 and who was involved in doing that and setting up traps for, you know, in Saw 3 and things like that. So that that's important, but if it's really critical for you going in, if you're a Saw fan going into this movie and it's like, oh, who's ever doing the killing, it has to be tied, you know, to previous movies somehow then that's the only thing I would say will probably lead you to not like Spiral. Arguably, again, the resolution is too predictable, but again, I went in knowing it, so I can't really address that. But those are pretty much my main thoughts on this. I I enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to enjoy it, even knowing the major beats of the movie. So I would recommend watching it, and I think we'll wrap this up because we don't want this to be too long since I'm by myself. So that's pretty much it. If you'd like to leave us feedback... In this case, me, uh, of course, lanterncast.com, lanterncast at gmail.com, and 708lantern is the voicemail. So if you want to have any comments on this or anything else, let us know what you think, and probably Jim and I might have something out next, and then Chad and I will roll through either Green Lantern 3 or Far Sector 12. Good night, everybody.